Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to Eleven. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell, your host. Greg Dutcher sitting across from me. Greg, we are recording this pre-Christmas. Yes. But we want it to seem authentic. So how was your Christmas? My Christmas was fantastic. I got everything I wanted Hear that, Lisa? Every single <laughs> gift I asked for. Um, don't don't make him a liar, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm sure it was great. That's how about that? I'm sure it was a great one. That's what I'm going to say. And there you go. Nice little New Year's jazz there, Nathan. Getting yeah. us into the New Year. That's um, almost felt like you know coming on and being like these are the smooth sounds. Yes, <laughs> the smooth sounds of these go to eleven. <laughs> uh, that's Dan Fogelberg's uh, song from like 1980, "Same Old Lang Syne." Okay, which is. Um, very different until the very end where he plays the little Kenny G type right. uh, soft jazz New Year's. So, yeah, yes. man, it's good to talk about it. Yeah. No, this is great. And uh, we have a great program lined up. But first, I know the listeners are uh, burning because you did say you were going to look up what Old Lang Syne meant. Yes. And um, all right. Let me see if I can remember <laughs> this because I did look it up. Okay. I think it means time or times long past. Okay. I'm almost certain. Times um, long past. At some point, dude, I'll smoothly check it on my iPhone. Okay. But I believe that's right. Times long past. And you know, it's interesting, dude, because I I think I was telling you this last week or whenever we were talking. I don't know what it is. I've always found New Year's and some people do, some people don't, to be an extremely sad yeah. holiday yep. uh, for a bunch of different reasons. It's not that I hate it, I loathe it, and want to avoid it. I don't know what it is. It It is a um, taking stock of your life. I mean, right. it's really just another day. I, I know right. we're going to talk about vows tonight and resolutions, yep. but it is something about when the calendar turns. Yeah. And like, man, can't get that year back. Right. You know, 2015 is in the rear view and will be forever. Right. And I don't know, maybe I'm overly morose. You start thinking about, do I know that I'm going to be here? My loved ones are going to be here this sure. time next year, uh, whatever God gives us. So, you know, I don't know. That song to me has a kind of a haunting, beautiful melody. Right. And a, um, <clears throat> now if it was played in D minor, see that uh, D minor is saddest, saddest of all right. keys. Uh, makes people <laughs> weep instantly. That's right. Um, no, and, and I agree with you. I think um, for whatever reason, I, th- I I remember New Year's Eves when um, growing up just celebrating. Um, I always enjoyed them. I always enjoyed the, the parties that went on. And yep. the only thing that saddened me was that it meant, well, now I have to go back to school. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Any of our younger listeners, if they're already, are in total agreement. Yeah, yeah that, that's true. Dude. Yeah. And, and for some of us, um, you know, depending on uh, when – New Year's Day fell, you know, you typically had New Year's Day and then right afterwards you were back in school. That's so right. you were usually back in on the second or oh, third. Oh, it's, dude, you know, my, my oldest daughter, well, my oldest child, mm-hmm. my daughter, her birthday is January 2nd. Uh, so the majority of her January 2nds oh. have been a just double crush because she's back yeah. in school and it's her birthday. And, you know, just... That's an easy birthday for people to forget about. Oh, yeah. Uh, everybody's Christmased out, and we try very hard not to do that. But, yeah, January 2nd, dude, maybe one of the saddest days of the year, except right. for my lovely daughter's birthday. <laughs> uh, that's a bright spot for me. But, yeah, this year in our county, um, 
I think they go back January 4th, which is nice because Christmas. It's like the Monday or something afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah with Christmas falling on a Friday, yeah. New Year, New Year's Day on a Friday, it kind of works out to their benefit. But yeah, um, remember that feeling, dude, on Sunday nights growing up? I used to yeah. be so depressed on Sunday nights as a kid. They were the worst nights. Yep. I remember, I don't know, Monday morning felt better than Sunday night. Something right. about the... You know, so so maybe New Year's is sort of the culmination of fifty-two Sunday nights right, right. rolling into one depressive <laughs> month. I hope our listeners are uplifted. By I know, this, right? By this take Happy on New that. Year. <laughs> you know, Dick Clark's not even around anymore. Right. That he was a staple for so many years, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, sorry, everybody. We'll try to pick it up a little bit, a little. <laughs> and I did look it up, Nathan. Okay. Old Lang Syne. Yes, uh, does uh, it's the title of a Scottish tune, which translates. Times gone by, uh, so I I said something like that, yep. didn't I? Yeah. Uh, times gone by is about remembering friends from the past, not letting them be forgotten. Uh, Old Lang Syne, written by Robert Burns, it's a poem in the 1700s, was never intended to be a holiday song, so uh, not not really tied into New right. Year's, but kind of tells you that 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 the pathos of that song again captures that New Year's is just a time you take stock, yeah, and you think what. What happened? Yeah, you know, people are setting goals and resolutions for themselves. So I think part of that inevitably is um, just the, the, that's a weird, humbling feeling. Sure, I can't get that back. Right, can't get right. that year. It's gone. Yeah, it's in the ruby. For some people, that's good news. Uh, yeah, you know, depending. <laughs> well, let's let's dive in and talk about that because uh, you and I were having a brief conversation offline that it seems like this time of the year. Everyone is looking around at their life and all the the trashy stuff that's going on, and they're like, "Well, the good news is New Year's coming around the corner, and that's when they plan to to yeah. get it all back together." Right. And right. and why is it that you think that we need to wait till New Year's? Because you know, I said the same thing earlier to you today. You know, you said you were coming in and you were like, "Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm starting this regime. I just I want to get a jump start on you know, kind of the health kick, eat yes. a little bit healthier." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to wait till the New Year." <laughs> Dude, you know what? And maybe I should too. Um, I mean, there's uh, sometimes it's because right around the corner, I mean, the immediate corner, there's a, a huge thing. A holiday. I mean, try not to eat around Thanksgiving or Christmas. And right. Tell me how that works out for most people. Big birthday, big vacation. You know, I knew uh, a guy that was very motivated to lose weight about three days before he went on a cruise a couple mm-hmm. years ago and said, dude, what are you. Don't do that to yourself. Right. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the cruise. Gain your mandatory eight to ten pounds. Right. Come back and add that to your regime. Work a little bit harder. Uh, so, um, you know, I think sometimes it's because there's something immediate. But I think what you're getting at, Nathan, and he talked about it. I think we were saying if you're a dude, and I mean, you you you're doing something that you know is harmful. Yeah. You've got an addiction. You're smoking three packs a right. day. You're on the border of getting emphysema or something like that. Uh, and it's, I don't know, you're convicted. You hear a right. sermon. You talk to a friend. And all this, I, I'm going to get control of this. I want to be around for my right. wife, my kids, my, my family. I want to be productive. I don't want to be a burden to people. You get that motivation. And then you tell yourself, well, it's, it's September 10th. Right. <laughs> so I think I keep smoking right. through the end of the year. That's where it gets a little strange, and it, you begin to question whether how authentic the motivation is, right? You know, because I do think there's something for me, dude, especially with an ADHD brain like I mm-hmm. have. I mean, 
I have learned, and I still don't always do it, but at least I know to do it. Mm-hmm. When I have a task to do, particularly a menial task, somebody says, hey, Greg, could you write me a reference letter? Mm-hmm. Hey, Greg, could you send this email to so-and-so? Um, if I don't do it right then, mm-hmm. I- I'm not going to do it. Yeah, And that's for trivial things. Right. So to me, when there is a... Um, I, so I'll make this sound a little overly spiritual and cliche. Every day is New Year's Day. <laughs> right? Today, I'm going to say something Nathan's never said. Today is the first day of the rest of everyone's life. <laughs> so they can seize that day. Carpe diem, baby. I'll bring it all. Isn't to, that a Matt West song to, or something? To, I, I think so. It's day one for the rest it, of it. It is. That's right. Yeah, Matthew West. That's. Um, but there, there's great truth in that. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, the message of scripture is timeless. Yeah. You know, you're Romans 12, you know, therefore in view of God's mercies, mm-hmm. uh, present your bodies as living sacrifices, not being conformed to the world. Uh, you don't need to tie that into January one, right. Uh, for it to be a, a resolution. Some people, Nathan, even Christians, I know get so superstitious about it that they blow it on January one. You know, they were at a friend's house. They're mm-hmm. still having leftover food in the case of a diet. Uh, or they're they're trying to cut back drinking, whatever the issue is, sure. whatever their vice is, they they try to cut back and ah, just blow it, man. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> dude, tomorrow's January second. Who cares? Right. <laughs> you know, by by February one, nobody's gonna right. care either way. Right. But um, so I think some of it is, uh, are we really, really, really motivated to do it? Yeah. If we're willing to put it off that long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, there, there's something about the immediate gratification. It's knowing that, you know what, um, let, let's say it's something as, as bad as uh, smoking in your health. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to say smoking's bad, but, sure. but you know, you, you've been smoking so long, it is, it is affecting your health yeah. in a very negative way. There, there's almost something in that, okay, well, if I stop on Tuesday, it's Sunday, I can smoke three more packs before then and right. get as much in as I want. Right. You know, the, right. the eating around the holidays. Well, I'm going to stuff my face right. and I'm going to eat as much as I want because I know January 1's right around the corner. There. Yeah, that's, it's, it's true. And it, again, that kind of makes you question, like if you, if you consider the thing you're trying to break from harmful, right? um, you know, it, it makes you wonder, but and, Hey, I'm preaching to myself in this because right. I've done that. I'm, like, I'm just going to gorge. Yeah. I am going to yeah. drive through Taco Bell at two in the morning. <laughs> So glad they're open at two in the morning. Uh, Lisa refuses to eat a Taco Bell, but I am unashamed to say I will run to the border uh, and then often have to run to the bathroom. Sorry, that's too much. It's too but- bad R and R Taqueria is not yeah. open until two in the morning. Oh, dude! <laughs> Listeners, White Marsh, Maryland, where f- from where Nathan and I hail, R and R Taqueria, amazing. Yes, many a podcast has been planned there. Yeah, and uh, I mean some of the best, most authentic Mexican food. I know the original, right, dude, is up in Elkton, Elkton Maryland, yep, yep. right before you get into Delaware, going up 95 North, um, and they were on that Diners, Drives, and... Yeah, Diners, or, Drive-ins, and, and Dives. Diners, Dives, and drive yeah. whatever that is. Uh, Guy Ferrari show, is that his? Yep. Uh, gr- great place. Yeah, so you distracted me, dude. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you're convinced that it's harmful, and yeah. I need to get away from it, it is kind of weird to say, so the next three days, <laughs> I'm going to ingest or imbibe... The most massive quantity right. possible. You, you you begin to say, to me, it's like, okay, you're going to do it. I'm not persuaded. I know in my own experience that I'm going to be successful. Right. 
Yeah. And a, a buddy of mine uh, who uh, was a pastor with me at another church was so funny. He was like me and sort of back and forth on weight. And uh, he, he used to plan when he was going to fall off the wagon. He goes, dude, I think it's going to be good, man. Because, I mean, I'm set for at least, let me look at the calendar. That's 23 days. It's over three weeks. Yeah, I'm going to be back in Jersey that weekend at this get together. Y'all, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to fall off the food wagon on that one because uh, he's at a wedding and a reception. Right. So he would kind of plan. Right. So we talked about it one day, dude. How successful are you going to be? Right. When you're already, you know, uh, sort of lining up your escape hatch to get yeah. out of this. So just yeah, no, and I agree, and I think uh, some of my my best successes with um, with things have been. Not necessarily planning out those long terms, but just making a decision. You know what? I'm done with this. Yeah. You know, I'm done with this. This is, uh, you know, two years ago when I um, I wanted to start cutting back on my weight yep. and you know really get in shape and stuff. Of course, it lasted two years, and now I'm back where I was before then. Dude, um, you can always go back. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Motivating me too. But um, you know, I it was it was October. It yeah. was like, you know, the second week in October and yeah. I just, I was like, went into my gym and I was like, yeah, I want to start working out with the trainer. And so, you know, working out with him and, yeah. and, you know, pushing it hard and, uh, yeah. you know, it wasn't like, okay, well, I'm going to wait till this time. It was, nope, it's, it's time now. Yeah. And, and making that decision in the moment and, you know, yeah, even over those two years going up and down and wait a little bit, but, yeah. you know, jumping back in there in that moment and not saying, well, I'll wait till next week or I'll wait till next week or right. I'll wait till next week. Right. Um, and letting myself go up and down like that. Yeah. Um, so quick uh, word about that, Nathan, that just popped into my mind and this was something it's weird. I feel like it's going to, it's been emerging in my brain on two or three different podcasts and I've never finished the thought because mm-hmm. normally somebody's talking, making an interesting point, uh, better than my own. So I'll shut up and listen to what they say. <laughs> but, uh, tonight, uh, this is fresh on the brain. Uh, several years ago, um, I was sitting down with a guy uh, and a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this guy too well, and he seemed like a good enough guy. Kind of a, a pretty hardcore discipline kind of guy. You mm-hmm. can tell he approached life with a lot of discipline, what he ate, uh, even the way he dressed, almost military-like. Um, and he mentioned that he visited a, a church, and I happen to know of this church and that the pastor's a solid guy. He's, he's a gospel-centered guy. And um, we were just asking him what he thought of the church and the guy just said well i, I gotta be honest with the guys first thing i noticed i walked in and the pastor was overweight which is weird because he's talking to me and i'm thinking well i'm i'm overweight right and back then i wasn't as overweight as i am at the moment uh so for people now i know you're shocked audience if you haven't seen nathan and i you envision us as chiseled greek gods <laughs> we're close um and uh but but Anyway, I didn't mean to get uh, <laughs> sidetracked there, but it was a little bit awkward because the guy's talking about this, and I'm thinking, man, I wonder what he thinks of me. And his conclusion was, and I just got to be honest, man, if you can't you know, discipline yourself to control, why am I going to put myself under your care? That sat funny with me for a long time. Number one, the dude never could have gone to Metropolitan Tabernacle where Charles Spurgeon preached. Right. <laughs> uh, any pictures, portraits you've seen of him, you know. I mean, right. He was a... He was a large man yeah. and a, uh, I wouldn't say a morbidly obese man, right. but a, a big guy. Yeah. Um, and that's the first thing that crossed my mind. And I thought, okay, you looked at him and you saw a visible vice yeah. in Aaron and concluded that, oh, I can't be there. 
meaning if he had been trim and wearing a nice, you know, sort of uh, collared shirt and it's tucked right. in well and he, he looks nice and trim like he's a decathlete or something, you could have stayed, although he could be uh, just terribly Joel lusting. Osteen. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> could be a Joel Osteen, yeah. you know, teaching things that are false. Could be on the Internet every night downloading porn. After yeah. porn. So I, I just thought that was a strange reaction. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I expect any pastor to have faults right because of the universality of sin yeah uh however um it's strange when you say yeah that one rules them out yeah and i'm like so the ones that you don't see so poor pastor just happens to have a fault that everybody right. can see um just a little thought there yeah strange reaction i think for for people i'm i, I look i mean i i don't know i'm i'm trying i be a little arbitrary here i mean you walk in and a pastor is 500 pounds or something mm. like that 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 clearly has a, a really a medical problem mm. at that point even getting around a mobility there's some issues but i just would urge caution there just a little adhd rabbit trail nathan there you go well that's what tonight's all about it right? is it's you and me and that's that's how we roll that is how we're gonna roll <laughs> um so yeah we were talking about um talking about that you know it is we are coming into the new year even when this is going to be released we still won't have hit january 1st yet that's right um, and so, uh, part of what we wanted to do during this podcast was, uh, kind of look back on yeah. almost a year of podcasts. Hard to believe, isn't it? Um, we started, it was February 2nd. I think that's right. Right. Um, it was Groundhog Day, yep. wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. February 2nd was our first one. And, uh, just to let listeners know that, um, you know, because we are airing this, we're going to throw some things out there for you guys as upcoming in the new year, things yes. we want to do. We want to let you know that um, we are planning something really special for our 100th episode when we get there. Yes. Um, when this one airs, we will be at 64, Sounds I right. think we said. I think that's right. Um, so if things if things keep going the way they're going, we will be at 100 before we get into 2017. Yep. Um, so look forward to uh, finding out more about that. Um, also, uh, look forward to uh, our greeting cards. Yes. We want to put a big plug out there. Because we've talked we really, about it. Yeah. But we've not gotten – but we are rolling up our sleeves on that, yep. dude, in the new year. Biblically awkward greeting cards. Yes. Your friends are going to need them, cherish them, use them for special occasions. That's Versus right. like, and we boiled my son and ate him. <laughs> Up until this point, we've become the, the scum of the earth and the refuse of the world. <laughs> the tables were full of vomit. These kinds of verses <laughs> that are in Scripture need to be memorialized in card form. That's right. And, and we're so, going to do it. That's right. We are going to do it. You heard it here first. Yes. Um, so that is something we are really going to work on. Um, also, um, something you can expect, and we will put out uh, a bigger announcement and more information on that. We are looking to change over our podcast servers. Yes. Yes. Now, for those of you who are on iTunes, uh, that won't make a difference <coughs> for you matter. at all. Nope. Um, you'll just continue to follow us and, and get the podcast. But for those of you who follow us strictly on Podbean, this will affect you. Yep. Um, so just stay tuned. We're looking into some things. Podbean, um, I can say in, in all honesty, it was a great starter sure was. program. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we found that just with how we're growing and expanding and um, how often we're doing podcasts that we want to move into something uh, that has a, a little bit more technical support. Yep. 
Um, they're they're a little more of, aware of the maintenance going on in yeah. their site and when they're doing maintenance and all that. So yeah, I was uh, talking, of course, Nathan to Sarah Koenig from Serial uh, <laughs> about this, and yeah, they're going to give us some of their studio space yeah. and uh, let us have the uh, whole NPR empire to back up our new podcast. Maybe not that good, but somewhere between That's where right. we are and where they are. <laughs> by the way, dude, just maybe by the time this airs, which I think will be December 29th, it's mm-hmm. out, but Serial Season 2, they've been saying it's yeah. going to start sometime fall of 2015. Yep. Now, technically, December is mostly still fall. Right. Right, till what, the yeah. 20th or 21st? 21st, yeah. Uh, when you switch over to winter, but just I'm dying to get yeah. myself a little more cereal. Yeah. Well, and they were, they were saying that they were um, still working on the first part of cereal, right? Because... Yeah. Um, well, Adnan... Yeah. Uh, Adnan Saeed, who is the major character, mm-hmm. um, who is in a Western Maryland uh, state prison yep. uh, for life, I believe, uh, is got an appeal that is coming many in many ways because of the attention that the podcast mm-hmm. Serial generated. Uh, and I, if you haven't listened to Serial Season 1 and you want a really riveting podcast, mm-hmm. almost as good as these go to a That's right. <laughs> then check it out uh serial i think it's one of the best things out there and we don't promote others much Nathan. the other one i like a great deal is um hey you can think of what you know whatever you do mm-hmm. as a as an individual person alec baldwin's here's the thing yep is a great podcast yeah i listened to a one recently uh, it's an older one uh one he did with sarah jessica parker one he did with uh, george stephanopoulos mm-hmm and Baldwin, man, he's got the voice. Yeah. Whatever you think of him, and I have my opinions, but his voice as an interviewer yeah. is golden. Yeah. Golden. Yeah, and uh, great, great podcast. Yeah. And um, also, we don't want to forget, you know, we are in a collective um, podcast group with the Reform Pubcast. Cheers and amen. That's right. Shout out to Les and Tanner and the whole crew. Yep. And all the associated podcasts we're, we're privileged to... Uh, to be connected with. Yeah, absolutely. We follow um, all those guys on our Twitter page, yep. and you can pick them up through us if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook. And um, so, yeah, lots of uh, lots of good stuff. So if you are looking for something to make resolutions about in the new year and you want to listen to more podcasts, there you go. Yes. Yes. Well, highlights, Nathan, from this past year. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was thinking on my way down here to our studio tonight. Yep. The... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I think we talked about this, but those that have kind of jumped in later and haven't listened to some of the earlier mm-hmm. episodes, one thing is people that have hung with us for a long time mm-hmm. have commented on the improvement of sound quality. Yes. I mean, yes. Josh Mitchell, who we mention a lot, mm-hmm. thank you again, Josh, set us up wonderfully. Yep. Nathan, what you've learned about yeah. Garage Band. <laughs> And uh, equalizing and separating right. tracks and all that stuff that I will never figure out is incredible in yep. a short period of time. Uh, so we have definitely evolved. Yeah. Uh, moving into my office here in the church, mm-hmm. converting it to sort of a makeshift podcast studio. Um, so appreciative of the sound quality, and we we want we want to continue to improve yeah, absolutely uh, and get better and better. But in the early days. <laughs> For those that this was back in uh, spring, it was March ish, yeah. month or two into the podcast. Yep. Uh, you know, I stopped to pick up some dinner for you, me, Nathan, and it, it was it might have just been the two of us at night. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if Dave or somebody else was with us, but um, 
here I am. I'm getting subs at Wawa. I'm getting chips, and I pick up a two liter of uh, Coke Zero. I think. Yep. And um, just the weirdest thing, it completely slipped out of my hands, and it dropped from such a height. Yep. I am six four, so it was a good, good um, drop that it uh, plummeted uh, downward and exploded. Yeah. All over me. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like a bomb. People just turned around. It was the weirdest thing. And I was covered, yep. drenched in Coke Zero. And I'm wearing jeans. Yeah. Probably the same pair I'm wearing tonight. And uh, there, was, uh, there was no way I'm going to sit in that tiny little sound room in soaking wet, sticky jeans. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't think Nathan would be happy to sit next to me pantsless. So... Uh, I went, uh, you know, yes, Nathan was very glad for that. We're close, but not that close. And I went to the um, the, the basement of the church in mm-hmm. our little West Wing here, found a blanket, yep. wrapped myself in the blanket. You know, th- explained to you, we had a good laugh about it. Uh, that night we ate our food outside in the back of the sanctuary. Yep. Uh, and we had some fine beverages there. <laughs> Some good beer, and what do we have, like a bottle of uh, bourbon or Yeah, I, rum think, I or... think that was the Four Roses that uh, Josh Oh, Josh Jones. Jones. Josh Jones, who is a listener. Yep. Thank you, Josh. That was delicious. Yes, it was. Uh, Four Roses uh, whiskey, and uh, he dropped it off to us. We were having a little bit of that. We left it out there. <laughs> we're coming out uh, for a break or something that night. I'm, I'm wrapped in a blanket. So you can see kind of my shins and my my white coat, uh, coke drenched socks, and um, Scott Perry, who's yeah. been on this podcast a couple of times, is leading a choir for Easter. Yep. Uh, one of the guys brought his wife, so she happens to walk in at the exact moment that I'm coming out, wrapped in a blanket. <laughs> and she, her eyes, this time, remember, kind of glance. Then looked over at the table where our adult <laughs> beverages were there. And Scott Perry didn't miss a beat. Whatever the young lady's name say was Sarah. It's like, oh, Sarah, I want you to meet Greg. This is our uh, senior pastor. So, classic moment, dude, yes. from the early days. And and what I remember from that night um, was you decided that you needed to dry your pants out, which was oh, yeah. reasonable. But it was it was freezing. It was below freezing. Like Twenty five degrees outside. So you stick them outside on the car and bring them inside. And they're just a sheet of ice. They were pure ice, dude. It was like just trying to fit into stiff wooden planks at that point, like stiff as a board. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a memorable podcast. That was a good one. That was. Um, uh, far lighter note, but uh, well, less zany, but serious. Mm-hmm. I love Nathan. We haven't had him back. We haven't successfully gotten him back. But your friend Jr. Yes, early yeah. guest. Yeah, just sort of a self-identified. I guess you would say agnostic. Yeah. Um, very bright guy. Mm-hmm. Taught us he's he's a beer cicerone. So yeah. Taught us a lot of great things about beer, which is a you know up and down theme on this podcast. And uh, just maybe another goal for 2016. I know, yeah. We can get JR back, go a little bit deeper. Yeah. Also, a uh, good friend of ours, Matt Smith, his mm-hmm. his wife, Tracy, who was uh, was on our podcast with my wife many months ago for a Pastor's Wives uh, podcast, mm-hmm. is uh, going back to college at Towson University, yep. getting her degree, finishing that off. Met a young man named, uh, named F- forgive me if I've got this wrong, Faraz. I believe uh, who is a uh, young 
very musical, uh, talented, creative thinker, writer, uh, who is Muslim. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's really developed good friendship with him and has picked his brain on a number of things. Mm-hmm. We're going to be having him on the podcast in February. Yeah. Really looking forward to him. Uh, we've just texted up at this point. He's mm-hmm. very excited. He's listened to us yep. to come on here. Can't wait to see where that goes. Yeah, and, and it is so exciting when we initially started the the idea of what we were going to do. And actually, we've, we've talked about this before. Um, you know, our, our initial thought was we were going to do, uh, it, it was basically going to be a website yeah. and we were going to put sermons on there. We were going to, um, I was going to get more on you about doing blogs sure. and, uh, just making sure that things kept up to date and that people just had a, a plethora of information right. of, of good, solid biblical information that they could get. And you started listening to Serial. Yep. Uh, Matt Smith got you into the Happy Ramp Happy podcast. Happy Ramp, yeah. Uh, what, had Stephen Altrogi on here yep. um, back toward the beginning yep. when we were doing this. And um, uh, so I started listening to Happy Rant and kind of we we started our model from them. Yes, we did. And we made no bones about that nope. at the beginning that we you know kind of took what they were doing and wanted to start something similar. But what was really cool is that it evolved into something completely different. It, it did. I mean, I think so. It, yeah. P- people have told us that. Yeah. Uh, comparing. And it's not to say, oh, Happy Rant this, us right. this, that. Happy Rant certainly, I'm sure, has a much bigger audience. Yes. They've got a little, <laughs> little more name recognition. With That's a, right. A son of a piper always can get you uh some really great uh name recognition and and Stephen Altrogi while he's not sort of a mega name mm-hmm. like a a Piper or a David Platt or Matt Chandler or somebody uh you know Kevin DeYoung somebody mm-hmm. of that stature is uh has worked very hard for years at just a really good social network yeah puts out great material mm-hmm. Stephen's a really uh, just love the guy. Self-deprecating humor. Yeah. Um, very successful, self-published author. Yes, yes. Written several books that are very good. If you get a chance, listeners, if, if there's probably an author you most of you haven't heard of, but uh, I've read three or four of his books, and it's very, very good. We tried, uh, and I'll mention this, I asked him a few months ago, I would love to do a podcast with him on the subject slash persona of Stephen King. Mm. Uh, Because when I read Al Trogi's book on writing, or I'm sorry, on creativity, I think Mm -hmm. it's called Create, which is an excellent book. Um, He's the only Christian author I know who I felt like, oh my word, somebody else is talking about this, that was kind of singing the praises of Stephen King and his ability to think, create, to write Mm -hmm. in compelling, very human ways. And um, I asked Steve months back, of course, now he's temporarily out of the happy rant. He's yep. got a million things going. If he might come on the podcast, didn't have the time to do it this past fall. Yeah. So maybe we'll get him on. If not, we'll find a way to talk about Stephen King one way or another. That's right. Because I, um, I recognize a lot of people, Christians in particular, can have a visceral reaction. Oh, he's like a satanic horror guy. Mm. Um, I would say not really. Right. He's far, far broader than that. I, I think you can count on your hand the number of things that sort of fall into that category. Right. And uh, just his running commentary on human nature mm-hmm. is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and from the standpoint of common grace, where we can observe things that are true mm-hmm. um, in life, in human behavior, in science, uh, just some great, great things that he shares. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, um, I just recently finished the second book in a little detective series that Stephen King has done. The first mm-hmm. was called Mr. Mercedes. 
and oh, I'm blanking out. The listeners could tell us what the second <laughs> book is called: Finders Keepers. Okay, uh, and the it's uh, a retired detective named Bill Hodges, mm-hmm. uh, and um, just <laughs> fantastic detective stories. Yeah, and they're they're not horror stories. They're, mm-hmm. they're, there's a psycho in them who. Uh, is Hannibal Lecter-like. Okay. Uh, but they're not supernatural horror. At least the first two weren't. Sure. So uh, love to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, other authors, sacred, quote-unquote, and secular, yep. uh, as we've done this past year. But I'm getting ahead, Nathan. What what stands out in your mind? Yeah. Um, I, I was actually, it was funny because before you mentioned J.R., that was the one that stood out to yeah. my mind was, yeah. um, you know, such a, a great, friend that I have in JR um, and he was willing to come on here and just talk to us um, about uh, faith and religion. And He was great. Um, yeah, it was so exciting. Um, one of the ones that sticks out to me, and, and this is partly because of just the setting of uh, how we were doing things, but um, the the pastor's wives one. Yeah, where where that at that time we were still over in uh, the church. We yeah. weren't in the office yet, so our space was fitting three people into our initial <laughs> sound room slash yeah. sound booth was uh, interesting. Yeah, trying to fit five of us was not going to happen. No, it was not, and I don't think our. The wives would have been particularly fond right. of that. And uh, that, yeah, I remember you set us up outside of that yep. little sound room at a table. First time we did something like we're doing now, yeah. really. Um, and I'll tell you, so much feedback we've gotten from yeah. that podcast. Yeah. Uh, and with, related to that, we've talked, we'd like to do a Pastor's Kids yep. podcast. Yep. We've got some thoughts on that, too. Yep. Hearing from some younger kids, yeah. some older kids. Yep interacting the ups and downs they just can't be my children because i'd like to keep my position uh so we have to find somebody else that can jump in and i can somebody say, else who messed up yeah. their children. <laughs> that's right. and is no longer actively pastoring that's right that's what that's what we can do um yeah but uh th- that was a great one dude you know the the one that we get so many comments on don't think it had the most hits um but a guest that I hate to say which guest was a favorite. We've had great guests. Oh yeah, from all over you know all over the map in this yeah. past year. But Zach Eswan, yes, um, who uh, wrote the book Spurge and Sorrows. Yeah, just I I, I want to get that book into so many people's hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, a, it's a book I wish I had written, although I wouldn't have written it as well as he did. It just yeah. I love Spurgeon. I've always been interested in the subject of depression, uh, how Christians think about it, how mm-hmm. we. How we deal with it, both yep. from a personal end and from the standpoint of helping other people bear it, um, and I think um, Zach Eswine is one of the one of the best interviews. Yeah, that I, we had. I think so. Insights were terrific. Yeah. yeah, and I think it was just it's a subject that was so uh, near and dear to people. Yeah, because uh, you know we've talked about this. It's it's becoming destigmatized. Yeah, in America, but there is still something about. How people, well, as you were talking about with your friend, people expect pastors to be, you know, up here sure. on the pedestal yeah. and to have it all together and to realize that, you know what, there are some great men of God yeah. who are human. Oh, absolutely. And they're struggling in their humanity. They're struggling with their sins. Um, they're struggling with human nature. Yeah. Even if it's not sin. Yes. Yeah. You I- know, sickness and disease. Yes. Um, and it could be something as simple as the common cold where they're not feeling good and they're feeling run down. It could be something as um, serious as a mental illness. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the other book that pops in my mind, I don't know if we've mentioned, but 
Piper's got this little church history series called The Swan is Not Silent. Mm-hmm. One of those, uh, there are normally three sort of mini biographies. One of those is of William, I, I heard recently it's pronounced Cooper, but it looks like Cowper, C-O-W-P-E-R. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who is most known for writing God, uh, the hymn, God Moves in Mysterious Ways, His Wonders to Perform, mm-hmm. uh, which everybody knows that line, but few people ever sing it. Right. Uh, but he was the one, I believe, who had raging depression. Mm-hmm. Um, what, and again, listeners, correct me, but I, mm-hmm. I think this is right. Woke up one morning so despondent that he planned to throw himself off the London Bridge. Yeah. Walks through the city looking yeah. for the London Bridge. There's a thick fog that's rolled in, as is common there on the, the Thames, and you know, making, uh, making it like soup that you're trying to walk right. through. And he cannot find the London Bridge, and he starts almost laughing about it, yeah. how the fog is so bad. Wait, did I turn down this street? This is right. And he keeps looking for it, looking for it, walks around the city for hours. Finally, right when the fog begins to clear, he finds himself standing right in front of his little flat mm. with the door number on it, goes in and writes that hymn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean incredible that that's part of our hymn legacy yeah. as God's people. Well, and the guy um, who wrote It Is Well With My Soul. Yeah, Horatio, um, and I always forget his. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it Spafford or yes, something? Yes, right. Spafford, yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, he his story is a little interesting because his, he loses his wife and two daughters, I believe. On ship. On ship. Yeah. While they were crossing the Atlantic. And years later, he's crossing... Or maybe it's even months later. Yeah. Um, not. I mean, it wasn't you know ton of time later. He's crossing, and they come over that. He writes the song. It is well with my soul. Yeah. Years from that incident, he struggles with depression. Right. You know. So you, so you look at this great hymn where you know he's able to look at this tragedy and this hymn comes out, and then you know years later he's still yeah. struggling with the depression and, yeah. and you know the anxiety of everything that happened. That, and that's so helpful, Nathan, to, to hear things like that because. Uh, I always say we have to we have to be careful with goodwill hunting endings. Mm. Um, I mean, the ending and again came out in '97, so I'm not mm-hmm. apologizing for people that haven't caught it in 18 years. But That's right. Came out in '97, and uh, there at the end, which is so sadly ironic in light of Robin Williams, yeah, you know, taking his own life so many years later. But here he's he's trying to penetrate the hard shell of Matt Damon's character, the entire movie. Finally, there's that really moving scene at the end where he just says, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's not your fault. And he's trying to get him to talk about his abusive father, his upbringing. It's not your fault. Will it's not your fault. And he says, you know, he starts crying. Uh, Matt Damon starts crying and pushes him. Get out of here. Stop saying it. He calls him son. It's not your fault, son. Mm. And then Matt Damon breaks down crying. I mean, it's a moving scene. Yeah. He's just viscerally weeping in Robin Williams' arms. And then, you know, the, the movie ends pretty much shortly after that. Yeah. And I remember a friend saying, yeah, and in real life, a month later, he's struggling again. Yeah. You know, uh, just to help us remember that there are cathartic moments. Oh, yeah. But we don't finally right. finish <laughs> right. until we literally cross over. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be like him when we see him like he is. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, S-Wine, that realism. Yeah. Uh, biblical hope, but a, a very earthy, realistic understanding of depression. Yeah. Great guest. 
looking forward to have him back again in yep. 2016. Yep. And, and these are all people that we've talked to and, yep. um, ha- have said, you know, this is just their busy time of the year. And so, uh, cause we did want to have a bunch of them on, um, around this time for yeah. our Christmas episodes. But, uh, again, we understand they are so busy. They are pastors and teachers and they're all winding down their year as well. So. Which I don't get, dude. I mean, I only work 30 minutes a week. I know, right? So what are these guys doing? <laughs> you know, oh wait, was I not supposed to Was I not supposed to say that? Uh, no, it is. It is their crazy busy season. Yes. So many of the guests are pastors or seminary yep. profs and authors and you know, this this is a hard time of year. Yep. That's why we're thankful our listeners heard it to have Joe Thorne on That's back right. at Christmas time. Yep. Very very exciting. Yep. So, um, yeah, um, another, uh, actually another moment, and I don't think we ever, um, we ever talked about this on the air, but back when we talked about, um, and, and Tully and Chavigian almost forgot his name for a second. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we did an episode and we, we talked about, um, the idea of, of grace, the idea of when pastors fall into scandalous sins, yeah. um, you know, what do you do with them? Um, and, and we, we were, I, I thought just very objective. We weren't, uh, bashing Chavigian at all. Certainly, it was just certainly very, tried to be. Yeah, yeah. And he wrote a, um, just a really great. Um, Twitter to us. He did. That private was, Twitter message. It was awesome. Um, and, and that was, for for me, that was just a moment where it was like, wow, I didn't even think he would be listening to our podcast. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? I never got the story on that. My, my guess is, Nathan, that, you know, maybe one of our listeners mm-hmm. knows him or has a contact to him, particularly at that time. I bet, you know, it was very difficult to, to reach, I'm sure. Sure. And probably intentionally so. It become kind of a newsworthy story in Christian circles when his marriage his marriage fell apart tragically and um, yeah we I think that our theme that night was does Chavigian's adultery negate his theology yeah and I yep. think our answer on that we had Steve Hartland with us was was well no yeah uh, because if by that standard okay yes I haven't committed adultery but does my Pride negate right. anything I've ever preached. Does right. my short temper? Does uh, my my lack of patience? I mean, all the sins that all of us struggle with. Um, you know, that was kind of the angle we yeah. were trying to take that night. And I think, uh, you know, we won't share everything he said. It right. was again, as uh, Nathan said, it was a short message, but it was appreciative. Uh, I think he felt encouraged. Yeah, which was encouraging to us. Yeah, and it was just it was one of those things too that was neat because. There, there are all these big names out there that we enjoy quoting and talking about, and and it was kind of like, wow, this is a real, a real guy, human being, a real yeah. guy. You know what, Nathan? I'm glad you said that because I remember. I think I told you at the time when I got that message, and I think he reached out to us. I think it was through Twitter. If I, remember I, I think right, so. Yeah, sort of a, a, a direct Twitter message. I, um, I, I remember saying to you, you know what, Nathan? As soon as you hear from a guy and he becomes a real person, yeah. Not that the title we used was terrible. It was kind of right. short and punchy. But I almost said, oh, man, I, I called him Chavigian right. in, in the title of the podcast. Because right. we do that. you know. Right. I mean, we all the time, Obama says this. Right. Uh, you know, so-and-so says that. Um, you know, Jimmy Fa- Fallon. Fallon right. was great last night. When it's a person, you all of a sudden, you're like, oh, that's weird. Right. Sh- should I do that? Yeah. Uh, kind of brings the, the human touch in. Um, and uh, I've been kind of fiddling with my phone here, dude, because... Next year, if we can get a guest on, yes, uh, a particular guest 
who uh, we've mentioned this before, <laughs> but I, we will be ready next time. This guest who, when Nathan, I think, said, hey, and it would be great if you could come back on next year. <laughs> and there was a probably three, four, five-second pause. <laughs> we will fill it in next time appropriately. <laughs> Dude, that was, that was incredible. Oh, my Greg, goodness. Yes. Greg has, uh, as you've... Uh, probably experienced over the past several weeks because you'll have this one for us this is only the second time we've used it yes but i'm sure uh when you experience this podcast greg will have been using these (laughs) sound effects for for a while dude this is a dangerous toy for me (laughs) to have this little iphone app of these sound effects with the 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 great little sound effects in there but yeah i just uh i want to have that one ready for the the awkward interviews You know the. Uh, I, I want to have it ready for the uh, really, really bad jokes. Uh, you know, so we can bust that out. Want to, of course, have it ready when we're talking, probably sometime, dude, about the new Star Wars movie, yes. which is by the time this is airing already out. Yep. And I can't believe I'm not seeing it on opening night. And to that, Darth Vader would say. There's so many things we can do. Uh, dude, you might need to take this away from me before we start losing this could be scary. listeners by the scores. Please hang with us, listeners. I'll get past this. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so that was one. And then I think probably, correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but our most listened to one yeah. was the one we did on uh, challenging the positions of the big names like yeah. Piper and Chalies and um, Kevin DeYoung, Kevin DeYoung uh, where it seemed like for a period of time, yeah. they were talking way more about the works than the grace. I still think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I will say this about that. I, I want to be as clear as I can because that one made my wife, Lisa, a little bit nervous. She said, oh, Greg. I mean, Piper is. I said, at least I'm not. I'm not planning, and I will let the listeners say, to bash Piper. Right. Uh, I I quote him favorably all the time. We did on this podcast tonight. Yes, and, and always will. Uh, Kevin DeYoung. I've, I've many times I've said his book, "Just Do Something," is to me the best introduction to discerning the will of God mm-hmm. today. Um, you know, Chalice, he's been on as a guest and mm-hmm. uh, has written some really great things and been very helpful to me personally on a number of areas as well. So I just wanted to say all that, yeah. that it's because these guys are putting out their teaching mm-hmm. in the public arena, just as I do, right? Uh, and just as we do on this podcast, it's, to me, open to be challenged. Sure. And I do think uh, in the Reformed evangelical community, and I know we'll return to this again in 2016, yeah. Um, there is a what I believe is a a frightening emphasis on what I call law, yeah, and that might be a loaded term. Others might say holiness, mm-hmm. personal spiritual discipline. Um, that concerns me. Yeah, it concerns me because again, I can't judge a human heart, but there does seem to be such a desire for many uh, teachers, in particular. Um, we don't want to be antinomian. And I've said before, I hope I am accused of being antinomian. Right. 
I don't want to be antinomian, right. which is just a way of saying I, you, know, you don't care about God's claim on your life because right. you've got you know basically a, a fire insurance policy against hell. Mm-hmm. That's a colloquial, quick definition of what antinomianism is. Um, uh, the goal is don't be an antinomian, but preaching the free grace of the gospel. Yeah. The free grace that is in the deep eternal heart of Jesus towards us, who can do nothing to please him. Right. I believe, ultimately, apart from him completely, so that people say, well, we can please him when we're believers. Yes, but I'm going to qualify that a hundred times. We'll save that for another podcast. Right. I think it's him in us. I love the song we sing, Holiness is Christ in Me. Right. That, that line just oh, resonates so so well with my heart. Um, I, I think that we, we need to not be aiming to be called antinomian, yeah. but we should be expecting. Luther said that. Yeah. That it, it, Paul preached the gospel better than probably any man who's ever lived, and he was accused of being antinomian. Right. Luther was certainly accused of being antinomian. Yeah. All through the ages, people have been accused of this because grace is scandalous yeah. in, in our minds and hearts. It doesn't equate yeah. with the way we do things in a, you know, uh, uh, meritorious society yeah. where we earn yeah. everything. So, Well, and I think part of the problem is people are afraid of what others think. Agreed. And and I think that's sad. I, I remember having um, several conversations with a good friend of mine, and he and I talked about the idea and the concept of uh, what does it mean to deny Christ? Mm-hmm. You know, that whole concept where Christ says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. Um, and so, you know, a, a, a solid Christian, a solid believer denies Christ um, to spare their life, whatever it might be, for whatever reason. Does that mean that that person is now, they, they never were a Christian, they lost their salvation? What, we're, we're not going to get into that debate. Right. Um, but w- what does that mean for that person? And I said, I believe there's true forgiveness in that. That, that first of all, that in a moment of weakness, Christian or not, that a person could deny Christ. I believe I could do it. Right. That, you know, if, if somebody holds a gun to my head and in a moment of weakness thinking that I need to be here for my wife, for my family, I need to be here to, to protect them and save them from whatever, you know, it's selfish. I, I fully acknowledge that and admit that, um, it is turning my back on Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I fully acknowledge that and admit that, but I also know that Christ's grace and forgiveness is greater. And I also know in my heart, I don't want to do that. Right. Um, no, and, well, I, and, and I, and you know, his, his thought was, so if people came to you and, and you know, this person asked for forgiveness and you know, you would say he's forgiven and I, yeah, 100% he's forgiven. Yeah. If he, cl- if, if, if this pastor, has stumbled in this way and he has asked for forgiveness. I believe fully that he is forgiven. Right. And he said, well, I, I just, I have trouble with that because you're sending the wrong message to the people. I said, no, you're sending the biblical message to the people. Right. Right. That God's grace is greater than whatever this person can do. Amen. Isn't Amen. that what Christ did for Peter when he feared for his life? <laughs> Bro, so much so. And it's interesting. Peter is a great example because He's more known for his first denial, yeah. but his second denial, yeah. when he's at Antioch, Paul mentions it in, what, Galatians 2, yeah. 1 or 2, when he says uh, that Peter withdrew from eating with the Gentiles. Yeah, uh, Call that what you want. I'm, 
I call that a denial. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not quite as melodramatic as right. the night of Christ's arrest uh, there in the courtyard of the of the high priest when he denied him. But it is a denial. And the fact is, Nathan, let's just call it what it is. We're always turning our back. Right. We're always clinging to idols, clinging to self. And the Holy Spirit within us, the gospel being preached to us, preaching it to ourselves, is calling us back. Yes. And that struggle, that wrestle, Galatians 5.17, the flesh is at war with the spirit, the spirit's at war with the flesh, so that we do not do the things that we are pleased to do. And what you just said, to me, I take such great comfort, and I I try to assure people that all the time. Tell me about your heart. Tell me about the kind of life you envision having. Yeah. Now, when the person can't, or if they seem to have no interest, number one, they're not in my office talking to me because they don't care. (laughs) So almost by default, (laughs) if they're there feeling, struggling, oh, am I even a believer, Greg? My sin is so great. My struggle is so massive. And I I ask them, just tell me, before you tell me one other thing, give me the picture of what you think your life should look like, what you want it to look like. Yeah. Tell me the kind of wife or husband you want to be, the kind of friend, the kind of father or mother, uh, brother, sister, worker, witness. T- tell me it all. Yeah. And basically, you get a description of Jesus. Yeah. And I say, yeah, you know what? I, my heart goes out to you because I want the same thing from my life. Boy, it's frustrating that we're not there, isn't it? Yeah. So anything in between is they're just degrees of gradation. Yeah. Yeah. You could look at a guy, my departed friend Roscoe. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think was a an incredibly progressively sanctified man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Compared to me. Right. But, I mean, ultimately, right. he, f- he fell short every day. And he'd right. be the first one to admit it of the right. glory of God. And it's the grace of God. That ho- right. That's the gospel. Yeah. And, dude, I think Chavidian, I love the way he preached that gospel. Yeah. It broke my heart when things in his life unraveled. Yeah. And there's sin that he must own, and I, right. I think has, and I, I pray continues to. Um, but it doesn't negate that message. Right. Well, and, and I think it's interesting because you look at um – uh, Chavigian's, uh, you know, given his testimony and, and I mean, he was a partying dude, he was. When, you know, before he came to Christ, yeah. before his conversion, yep. you know, and I, I just, I think we put a little too much expectation sometimes on people and what they should look like after they're believers. Right. Like, well, all that stuff's in the past. Yes, it's true. Yeah. All that stuff's in the past. It doesn't mean we're not being pulled back and oh, called yeah. back toward that. That doesn't yeah. mean that we don't struggle with that. And that doesn't mean that sometimes we don't give into that struggle. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I to hear you're right, because uh, Al Trogi was doing a podcast. I think it was short lived, but it was like uh, transformational stories. Yes. And he, yeah. he changed the title, I think. And he was an early guest. And I remember listening to that same thing where he, I mean, he grew up, I mean, he's a young kid growing up in Southern Florida. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's a tough culture. Yeah. That's a tough culture. It's a good looking guy. Yeah. He's girls liking him, friends that want to party. Uh, probably the strange pressure of a grandfather who is Billy right. Graham. Uh, although he was good. He said he never felt pressure from right. Graham personally. But I'm sure the identification right. kind of puts you on the map in people's minds. And I'm not making any excuses for right. it. Just like I don't want to make any for myself either. Right. But there's a sense in which you, you bring up those things. People say, well, if you're not making excuses. Why bring them up? Because I think they, they tenderize our right. affections. I think that they... Um, 
uh, they, they bring to it a degree of empathy. Yeah. Because you can be empathetic without being excusing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's what we're called to do. Yeah. So, yeah, Nathan, that podcast, it was interesting. You would have thought we had Piper on it because we got so many <laughs> listens. And I think my sense was from some of the emails we got uh, and, uh, te- you know, text and Facebook and Twitter and that sort of thing. That it struck a chord with people. I, mm-hmm. I, I have had one or two. I want to be totally fair. Sure. That um, did not like that. Yep. And thought that we had gone too far mm-hmm. in possibly letting the pendulum swing too far on the grace end. Sure. I think it was Steve Hartland uh, that said it that day as our guest. Uh, I just do between you, me, and this listening audience. I don't get that. Yeah. I just don't think you actually can preach too much grace. Yes. Maybe what people mean is you're, you're preaching a distorted grace. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the phrase too much grace. Right. Because yeah, we don't want to give too much grace. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, just enough. That's right. Now. But we need to withhold some of it, like <laughs> grace upon grace, right. lavish grace. Right. Um, do you want me to sing, dude? Great. Uh, okay, do, we'll do we have a, a sound effect? Yeah, in there? we do. I've got a mute. <laughs> I've got the uh, sensor beep, but you'd have to censor the whole thing. Absolutely. Uh, no, and and I I think it's so true that you know I and, and again we we welcome the negative. Yeah, the the you know, and and I I wouldn't even call it negative. It's it's a different point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and and I think it's fair to say that over this podcast, we've had many people who disagree with us, yeah. and and we love it. Uh, well, we I, love I it. Do. We welcome people to do come on it. here and disagree with us because you know what, you're, you're brothers and sisters in Christ. Most yeah. of you, some of you aren't right, and we still welcome your views and opinions on here absolutely. because we welcome the friendships and we welcome the opportunity to share the love of Christ. Absolutely, well said, Nathan. So, well, we are running out of time here. We are. I hope everybody has a great new year or you're having a great new year whenever you're listening to this. That's right. And uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off and we just rock the Casbah. 2015 style. Hot dog. These guys are 11.